0: A storm of burden in my life. Every time I am troubled by a storm of burden in my life, Your name alleviates my pain, Habibi ya Rasulullah. Your name alleviates my pain, Habibi ya Rasulullah, Habibi. نحمده <laughs> وَنُسَلِّمُ عَلَى سَيَّدِنَا وَمَعُلَانَا مُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولِهِ النَّبِيِّ الْأَمِينِ الْمَكِينِ الْحَنِينِ الْكَرِيمِ الرؤوف الرَّحِيمِ اما بعد فَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ بَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارً allah Mawlana al-Azim Honorable guests and great ulama, scholars and students and dear sons and daughters and respectable audience and party participants. By the grace and blessings of Almighty Allah, we are going to read and transmit some of traditions, some spiritual transmissions which have been related by Imam Ibn Qudamah in his book Kitabur this is the book at the moment which I am holding, and in the last session, I am giving a lesson from Kitabur Riqqati buqa This great book on spirituality, on spirituality, and on renunciation and on weariness has been written by the great imam muwaffaq of Abdullah bin Ahmad bin Qudama al-Maqdisi al hambali and he has been the student one of the most famous students of Sayyidina al-Ghūsu azam Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani ta'ala anhu he has been his student Imam Ibn Qudama al-Maqdisi al-Hambali and he wore khirqah of tasawwuf from Sayyidina Sheikh Abdul Qadir jilani himself and he is known to be I would say he is wrongly known to be one of the prominent Salafi scholars and muhaddisin. Some people consider him in the list of Salafi scholars by mistake. But the position his position is that he was a murid, a disciple and he received the khirqah of tasawwuf of suluk from sayyid anghosh azam sheikh abdul qadir Jilani he says al basani this is one aspect of his career academic career other aspect very interesting is that he is grand sheikh of allama ibn taymiyah he is great grand sheikh of allama great grand sheikh of Allama Ibn Taymiyyah this is other aspect of his personality and he is the one who is author of al rawdah Fi Usul Al-Fiqh and Al-Umdah and Al-Kafi Fi Fiqh Al-Hambliya and Lum'atul itiqad and Al-Mugni Sharh mukhtasar Al-Khiraqi and al Mizan fi Usul al-fiqh he is known to be the great imam of al-fiqh al Hambaliyyah, great imam of fiqh al-hanbaliyya and he was given the title of sheikh al-islam he was born in 541 hijra his book kitab al riqqah wal Bukah. I am quoting from this book He relates through Muhammad bin Yazid bin Khunais, and from him, Sayyid bin Sulaiman al Wasiti relates on his authority. First of all, Sayyid bin Sulaiman, and he relates all traditions with complete, continuous asaneed, chains of authority. Every single tradition he quotes is with continuous authority, chain of authority. Bil Asaneedul Muttasila ala tariq al And Imam Saeed bin Sulaiman al-Wasti relates from Muhammad bin Yazid bin Khunais. And he relates from Abdul Aziz bin Abi Rabwad. And Abdul Aziz bin Abi Rabwad. He was one of the great Atba'u Tabyaen who died in 159 and Imam Abdullah bin Mubarak said that whenever he used to speak and deliver the lecture you would see the tears on his face and cheeks he was amongst the great worshippers renouncers this Abdul Aziz bin Abi Rabwad his actual name is Abdul Aziz bin Maimoon Bin Abi Rawad bin Badr al Makki. And he was a Sikha Imam of Hadith. This is stated by Imam Yahya bin Saeed al Qattan. And same is declared by Imam Abdullah bin Mubarak about him. So this is a great, reliable, and Sikha authority on Hadith. Imam ibn Qudama has related on his authority and he says when this Quranic verse ya ayyuhal amanu qoo anfusakum ba ahlikum nara verse number six of surah at-tahreem was revealed that oh believers you should save yourself and your family and children from the hellfire you should work hard to save yourself and your family from hell fire when this verse of holy quran was revealed he says holy prophet was in the company of the companions they were sitting in the company of holy prophet and holy prophet aha. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam ala ashabihi he recited this verse on his companions this lesson of today will serve two things one of course to open the fountain of spirituality and spiritual relationship to Almighty Allah through this lesson of suluk secondly to establish that all spiritual states and conditions which the tasawwuf and tariqa and haqeeqa is based on they were not introduced or they were not innovated or they were not concocted and they were not fabricated and they were not infiltrated by the scholars or the sufia or the saints or saintly people afterwards and they were introduced externally in Islam thinking in this way to be totally wrong baseless and against any kind of evidence all spiritual stages which we read and know about the awliya and Salihin and all spiritual states of the hearts, spiritual states of the spirits And the states, spiritual states of the inner selves, and spiritual states of the secrets, and secrets of secrets, whatever we read in their lives, was in fact in existence in the days of Holy Prophet himself. And we can easily find these states and conditions in the lives of the companions. So these are the roots and origins where tasawwuf spirituality, Suluk and Tariqa and Hakika has emerged from. So it is not an innovation, it is not a new addition to Islam in the later centuries. No, these are the states and conditions which were practiced and which were achieved and attained by the companions in the days of holy prophet in his glorious presence this is the second thing that's why I am quoting this lesson of spirituality from a book written by a great imam of hadith and fiqh known as a salafi imam and he is a great imam of al-fiqh al-humbaliyya and nobody denies his authority ibn Qudama. As he is a great grand sheikh of Allama ibn Taymiyyah and great grand sheikh of Allama ibn Al-Qayyim and great grand sheikh of Allama Hafiz ibn Kasir, Holy Prophet ﷺ recited this verse to his companions and he says <laughs> There was a one young sahabi sitting in the company of Holy Prophet ﷺ He fell down and he became unconscious. He had a wajd. He had a wajd. He became unconscious. All of a sudden he fell down on the floor. Just on the sama, in hearing of this Quranic verse, Holy Prophet never said, What are you doing? what has happened to you what is this kind of activity no he realized that this is a state of spirituality so Holy Prophet got up Holy Prophet placed his holy hands on his heart and he started trembling like a fish when Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam put his hand on his heart and Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Ya fata Qul La ilaha illallah faqalaha fabasharahu biljannah Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam well he was in a unconscious state on the ground he said Oh my son say La ilaha illallah and he recited raised his voice and recited at the same time La ilaha illallah and Holy Prophet said, My companions, look at him, he is the person who will definitely go to Jannah. This spiritual state and this state of ecstasy which he received in the company of Holy Prophet became an evidence of being his Ahlul Jannah. Then companions asked, Faqala Asabuhu, Ya Rasulullah, Amin bainana? he is still in us. He is not he is not dead he is still with us and you are guaranteeing him for Jannah holy prophet said this Jannah has been promised by Almighty Allah for those who fear and standing in front of me and he had this God fearing and he's achieved the state of ecstasy in the fear of Almighty Allah and in love of Almighty Allah and he fell down and became unconscious so this spiritual state of heart will definitely take him to the Jannah this is reported by Imam Ibn Qudama on authority of great imams of Hadith another narration Related by Imam Ibn Qudama, on authority of Imam Muhammad bin Hashim, he says, "Lamma Nazalat Hazil Aya, وَقُودُهَا Hunna That some people and some stones would be put in hell, and through the stones, hell fire will burn. Holy Prophet recited this verse of Quran. An Imam ibn Qudama relates, shabun ila jambihi. There was a young companion. I am relating all these hadith related to the young companions of Holy Prophet. Youngster, the youth of that time. The youth of the time of Holy Prophet amongst the companions. So you have to receive some lesson from the youth of Holy Prophet's time. A young, young person was sitting next to Holy Prophet And when he heard, all of a sudden, he fell down. He raised his voice and he fell down. And Holy Prophet and became unconscious. Holy Prophet put his head in his lab. اللَّهِ لَهُ فَمَا كَسَ مَا شَاءَ And he put his head in his lab for a long time and he slept there in Holy Prophet's lab as much as he wanted. After quite long time, he opened his eyes, and when he opened his eyes, he found for his asahu fi hadjar rasoolillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that his head is in the lap of holy prophet sallallahu taala alaihi wasallam. When he opened his eyes again, a state of ecstasy started on him, and he said with loud voice, "Bi abi antab ummi mislu ayy shayin al hajar mislu ayy shayin." Al Hajar, Ya Rasulullah, that, that, that stone, what would be those stones like? What would be those stones like? What would be those stones like? These were the words on his mouth, on his tongue, and he was repeating them again and again. Holy Prophet sallam, said, Try to be, control your condition. What has happened to you, it is already enough. Then again Imam Ibn Qudama reports on authority of Imam Hassan Al-Basri and the same narration has been related on authority of Imam Anas bin Sirin also. And he relates this on authority of Huzaifah the great companion of Holy Prophet He says there was a youngster in the days of Holy Prophet in Medina Tayyibah whenever he heard mentioning of دوزخ, mentioning of Jahannam mentioning of hellfire he used to cry a lot he used to cry Hatta zalika fil bayt. and once he started crying and he went on crying and he went on crying so much so that he shut his door and locked himself in a room just to cry he locked himself in a room see these are the practices of the companions some people think that are these kind of conditions and practices can these things be established and proved in the lives of the companions yes all these conditions have been mentioned in the lives of companions in the days of Holy Prophet he locked himself in the door in, the, in his room <speaking> in <Hebrew> holy prophet ﷺ went to his house he asked for the last so many days I have not seen that youngster that young boy companions told him ya rasulallah he has locked himself in his house and he is going on crying and he is crying holy prophet ﷺ went to his house to see him when he entered his room and the the youngster the young boy saw him he stood up while he was crying he stood up and he all of a sudden embraced holy prophet he took holy prophet in his arms embraced and when he embraced holy prophet all of a sudden he fell down on the floor and he was died. he was dead the companions found him dead Holy Prophet Sallallahu then arranged his grave and his burial and read Salatul Janazah on him and he put with his own hands in his grave and Holy Prophet Sallallahu said this was the person who asked for refuge from Almighty Allah and he gave him. Then there was another hadith reported by imam ibn qudamah and this hadith is has been reported by sabit al munani on authority of anas ibn malik ta'ala anhu. he says the companions say anas ibn malik ta'ala, anhu, says that we went to see a person belong to the tribe of Ansar to a tribe of Ansar he was ill, he was sick we went to see him we were sitting there and inquiring about his health in front of our eyes he died that young person he died while we were sitting in his room fa basatna lahu so we put some clothes a chadar, a cloth on him and then we came out and we told to his old mother there was an old lady his mother sitting there he was quite old we told her Ummun lahu ajuzun kabiratun indaras." we told her and somebody amongst us told him whatever has happened to your son be patient and contented with Almighty Allah do sabr, have patience and contentment on Almighty Allah she understood what they were what we were saying she said amata ibni has my son died what are you telling me what are you talking about has my son died we said naam yes then he asked Qalat, ma is it right has he really died he was an old lady companion of holy prophet and she had embraced Islam few years before she left Makkah and the kuffar and her family came to Medina saw holy prophet embraced Islam soon after her embracement her young son died they said yes we are telling you the truth oh Allah she said oh Allah you know that I embraced Islam and I migrated to your beloved Prophet ﷺ she raised her hands and he said, Oh Allah, you know that I embraced Islam and migrated to your beloved Prophet. And at that time, I asked you that I am coming to your beloved Prophet and embracing your deen of Islam. Please help me in every time of difficulty. So now, there would be no more difficult time on me in my life than this day help me now and don't leave me alone this is the only son which i have and if he dies then there is nobody to help me and he had already died when she said this thing this comes in hadith and Alama ibn al-jawzi has also quoted this thing and imam ibn qudama has reported on the authority of anas ibn malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and Alama Ibn Taymiyah quotes in his book on Karamat, and many other scholars have quoted this thing. They said, "Wakashafat as an She removed the cloth from his face, and he said, "We were sitting. We were still sitting there. as His young son, who had died, he removed the cloth of his face. He got up and said, "I am alive." then he sat with us and he had lunch and dinner with us and after that we went back after death with dua of that old lady in the name of holy prophet he was again almighty Allah turned him back to life then a beautiful Tradition has been reported by Imam ibn Khudama on authority of Imam Hussein bin Yusuf al-Wasiti, and he reports on authority of Imam Muhammad bin Ali, and he reports on authority of Imam Fadl bin Rabir. He says that Harun al-Rashid, the caliph of that time, he went on Hajj, as certain scholars were with him. After performing Hajj, he asked me that I want to see some saint. This was the practice of the Caliphs and practice of the people who were amongst the tabi'in and atbaa ut in that time. In first two, three centuries, whenever they used to come to Makkah and they performed Hajj, after performing Hajj, they always were in search of Oliyah and Saleheen they always they were in search to see some Auliyah they know they knew that lot many Oliyah and Salihin and people of piety they used to come and stay in various corners of Makkah so he asked his companion a scholar who was his minister that did you know about any of the Oliyah and Salihin I want to now go to see them he said let's go Imam Sufyan bin Uyayna he was a great scholar of Hadith he was residing there in Makkah we went to Imam Sufyan bin Uyayna Harun Rashid sat with him and he asked him Oh great Imam Sufyan bin Uyayna I want some piece of advice from you he said some pieces of advice after a while Harun al-Rashid asked him do you have any debt to pay? Qala alayka dainun Qala naam. Yes I have some debt to pay. Harun al-Rashid the Caliph gave him some money and asked this is money to pay off your debt. Then he came out. He said I want some other kind of person to see. Then his minister took him to another scholar and he was Imam Abdul Razak bin Hammam al-San'ani Sahib al-Musannaf. They went to him, again sat with them, received a piece of advice and asked the same question, O oh, Imam, do you have any debt, any loan to be paid? He said, yes. He gave him money, said, this is the money so that you may pay off your debts. He came out, he said, I want to see some other kind of person. I want to see, he said, I want to see some other kind of person. But Allah. Then the minister says that I took him to Hazrat Fudayl bin Iyad. Subhanallah. We went to Fudayl bin Iyad, radiallahu ta'ala, we knocked the door. And he was, That was night time. Midnight, he was standing on his prayer mat, he was praying and reciting the Holy Quran. These people were the true believers, these were the true lovers, these were the true worshippers and these were true renouncers. Midnight he was standing on his prayer mat. He was praying and he was reciting Holy Quran. We went on knocking the door. So then when he finished his prayer he came out he opened the door. He opened the door. He opened the door and he saw that the caliph ruler of the time is on his door so the caliph asked permission to enter inside he said yes you may come he returned back quickly and he turned the light off he turned the light off so that neither he may see the face of the ruler nor he may see him these are the people of renunciation those who turn their faces towards Allah then they don't need any they don't feel any necessity to see any other face except the faces which faces those faces which lead towards the face of Almighty Allah Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa asked once his companions hal ukum bi do you want me to tell you who are the best amongst you? The companions replied, Yes, Ya Rasulullah. Tell us please, who are the best people to be seen and who are the best people to be sit in their company. Holy Prophet said, ru'u allah The best amongst you are those if you see them and if you see their face you remember Almighty Allah their faces become the cause of remembrance of Almighty Allah this is the sign of the good people and if one Auliyah and Sufiyah what do they do if they don't see the remembrance of Almighty Allah through any face then they were always in avoidance to see them so he turned the light off we sat the minister says we sat there in corner of his room and he also sat in other corner of the room so we could, we could hear each other one another but we couldn't see one another then the caliph Harun Rashid forwarded his hand towards him he wanted to shake hand with him so after shaking hand Fuzal bin Ayaz rubbed his hand on his hand and he said awah min kafin ma in najat ghadan min he said ah how soft are these hands i fear if they could be saved from the hell fire ah how soft are these hands i don't know whether they would be saved could be saved from the hell fire or not this was the first piece of advice then the caliph asked please give me another advice he said that your predecessor Umar bin Abdul Aziz when he used to be the caliph of the ummah so he invited Imam Salim bin Abdullah and Imam Salim bin Abdullah was the grandson of Sayyidina Umar al Khattab, Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar al Khattab, and he was amongst the great Tabi'in. He said Umar bin Abdulaziz invited Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar, he invited Imam Muhammad bin Kaab al Qurazi, and then he invited Imam Raja bin Haywa. All of these great Imams, great Imams and pious people of the time, he invited all of them and said, You would be my advisors and I will act upon your advice. Can you give me a piece of advice? Umar bin Abdulaziz asked him. This is being narrated by Sayyidina Fudal ibn Iyaz to Caliph Harun al Rashid. So, Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar, he advised to the caliph, he said, In najah, Ghadan Min ad-Dunya, If you want the salvation on the day of judgment, then keep fast from dunya and break your fast with your death. Life should be the fasting. life should be the fasting, and death and akhrat should be the breaking of fast. This was the advice given by Salim bin Abdullah bin Omar. Then he asked Hazrat Muhammad bin Kabal Qurazi for a piece of advice, and he said that if you want salvation of the day of judgment, then everybody who is older than you senior than you in age consider him like your father and everybody who is your age mate consider him like your brother and everybody who is younger to you consider him like your son so all seniors and elders considering them like your father, pay respect and reverence to them. All your age mates in the society, considering them as your brothers, give love and attention to them, generosity to them, and all those who are younger than you, considering them your sons, give them love and treat them with love and affection. You will get salvation of the Day of Judgment. Then Fudal ibn Ayyaz said, then the third Imam Raja, he advised on request of Umar bin Abdul Aziz that if you want salvation of the day of judgment then whatever you love for yourself love for others. Whatever you dislike for yourself dislike the same for others. If you perform these two acts like For everybody, whatever you like for yourself and dislike for everyone, whatever you dislike for you, if you practice these two habits, then mut is asheta. Then you can die anytime whenever you want. You will get salvation. When he said, quoted this incident event and said that these three pieces of advice were received by Umar bin Abdulaziz by those great imams of the time. After relating this story, Fuzail ibn Ayyad radiyallahu ta'ala anhu said, while he was crying, he said that if you have these kinds of advisors, if you have these kind of advisors and they advise you in the same way, as those great pious people have been advising the caliph of that time, then you should continue your government. And if you don't have these kind of advisors arrive around you, then you should think what would be your position on the day of judgment. When he heard, he started crying. And he cried so much that he fell down and became unconscious. The caliph harun al rashid He became faint, he fainted, fell down. Real, actually he fainted and became unconscious. Then the minister said to Fuzal ibn Yaz, O Shaykh, O Imam, please be kind to the Caliph. Be kind to Caliph, be kind and soft to Caliph. He was saying be kind and soft to Caliph. And Caliph in his unconsciousness, while he was faint and crying, he was asking, no, do more, tell more, tell more. This is what I want from you, this is what I want from you. So, when the whole sitting came to its end, then Harun Rashid asked him, ثم قال عليك He said, Do you have any debt to pay? Fuzal ibn Iyaz ta'ala, said, Yes. I have my debt to pay but you cannot pay it there is a debt payable but you cannot pay that is the debt of my Allah that is the debt of my Allah and I have to pay it on the day of judgment he came out when Harun Rashid he said to his minister whenever I come to Makkah I want to see these kinds of people Please bring me with these to be these kind of people. I want to see them. These were the practices of the early days of Islam. And now another important tradition related by Imam Ibn Qudama. He said, Siyadana Ibrahim bin Adham he was going somewhere and he was sitting in the boat. All of a sudden there was a very big storm in the sea everybody started crying praying started invoking the supplication to Almighty Allah and there was huge and cry everywhere people saw there is a person sitting in the corner of the boat, and he is totally he has no fear of drowning whatever is happening now the life of every person is in danger and the boat is about to drown but here is a person he has no fear he has no concern with whatever is happening they came to him and saw who are you and you are not in fear you are not seeing what is the danger some people told to other he is ibrahim bin adham and they said o ibrahim bin adham please invoke supplication to almighty allah and pray for us so that Almighty Allah may save us today. When they requested him, Ibrahim bin Ajham stood up and he said that only those people will get salvation on the day of judgment who will be in this life as much upset as these people of both are upset for their lives. The way you are upset in this storm where you are visualizing your death just about to arrive the way and the condition in which you are upset now only those will get salvation of the day of judgment those who will remain upset throughout their life for the day of judgment the people were standing what we have asked him and what he is replying all of a sudden waves from the sea came up and a voice was heard from the sea that oh people why are you disappointed and why are you upset if ibrahim bin adam is in the boat then sea cannot drown the boat here all of a sudden the sea came back the storm went away and there was no wind and everything came come back calm and quiet this ibrahim bin adam reported again by imam ibn qudama he was having a sitting on top of a mountain with his students. They were standing and he was describing the virtues of awliya, the virtues of the friends of Almighty Allah while standing on the top of mountain. This is related by Imam ibn Khudama on the authority of great Imam of Hadith Abu Abdul Rahman al-Mukri. On his authority and the whole chain of authority of this narration is consists of the great authorities of Hadith. Ibn Qudama reports relates from Muhammad bin al Husayn, he on authority of Imam Abu Bakr, Abdullah bin Muhammad bin Abdul Hamid al Wasiti, he on the authority of Yusuf bin Musa al Marwazi, he, he on the authority of Abdullah bin Khubayk, he on the authority of Abdullah bin Asindi, he and Abi Abdurrahman al Mukri. All great imams of Hadith in this chain of authority, and they say that Imam Ibrahim bin Adham ta'ala no, was telling the virtues of aliyah to his students, and he told he was saying that if anna min Allah min he was telling that if any wali amongst the aliyah Allah. Amongst the friends of Almighty Allah, if a valise says to mountain, move from here, the mountain will start moving on his commandment, on his order. He was just saying, all of a sudden the mountain started moving. The mountain started moving. And the student said, the mountain is moving. For Darabahu so he hit the mountain with his foot and قال, I am not ordering you to move. I am giving an example to my students. I have not ordered you to move a mountain. I am teaching my student and giving an example and you have started moving. So I am quoting all these traditions. These are the not traditions given by any Sufi. These are not the traditions mentioned and related by any scholar of our times. These are the traditions given by Tabi'in and Atba'u Tabi'in and the great Imams of Salafus Salihin and reported with the continuous chains of authority by Imam Ibn Qudama al-Hambali undefutable authority of Hadith and Fiqh. Now he has reported the spiritual state of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. He says that Akhbarana Abdul Fath Muhammad bin Abdul Baqi on authority of Muhammad bin Abdul Baqi and on authority of Imam Abbas bin Muhammad al-Duri all great imam of hadith since he is a muhaddis whenever he reports and relates any tradition he relates on authorities of the chains on the chains of authority with continuous chain of authority on tariq of muhaddisin this is the significance of this book and authoritativeness and reliability of the material of this book so he says that there was a neighbor of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal his neighbor his mother who was also neighbor of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal was seriously ill for the last 20 years and she was paralyzed paralyzed for the last 20 years on her bed she couldn't move for the last 20 years in her house her son says one day she said to me go and ask him so that he may pray for me this occurred to their mind that day 20 years already had passed this occurred to him go and ask him for dua so he says, I came to see the Imam Ahmad bin Hambal's house and I knocked the door and he was already standing just next to door, he was about to come out. When I knocked the door, then he stood there, he didn't open the door. He asked Man Haza, who is there? Fakultu ana rajulun min ahli Janib, I am your next door neighbour. I have come from your next door, your neighbor. I have come. My mother is on her bed paralyzed for the last 20 years. I have come here to request you to make dua for her. Have you seen how was the, the character, integrity of the character and their piety that they used to hide their virtues and miracles. When he heard that our next door neighbor has come after 20 years for dua, it means they have known something now. They have come to know about something. Seedna Ahmad bin Hanbal, when he heard his, this thing, فَسَمِئْتُ Kalamahu كَلَامَ رَجُلٍ مُخْدَبٍ so he replied in a very angry way. Seed Ahmad bin Hanbal, in a very loud and crude voice, in an angry way. He said, we ourselves are in fact in need of asking you and all people for dua to Almighty Allah. Why you have come to us for dua? We need your dua. And he said this thing in a very angry way, in a loud voice so that he may go back he got disappointed he went back so that he didn't want him to have this faith in me that my mother will get better with his dua he didn't want to disclose the spiritual reality on him he wanted to be hidden that's why he replied in anger with a loud and crude voice and the same thing happened he went back he said he said we we the ourselves are in need of duas what kind of dua i could make for you when he went back all of a sudden he sat down and prayed and invoked supplication to almighty allah oh almighty allah give that lady shifa sent him back and then prayed for her when he prayed for her a housemaid a lady went out To see what has happened because that man went back the neighbor went back with the loud voice she went out and he was knocking the door his own door the neighbor and that lady saw that after this dua his mother who was paralyzed for the last 20 years himself got up from her bed and opened the door